who is incredible and who is great. And um, <clears throat> and Kelly, we're going to be talking about something incredibly practical today. And uh, we're going to be talking about something that I know uh, as the Wyatt household in the Wyatt household in Warrenwood is just starting to walk into. Ooh, and so, the Wishard household in Diamond Creek, actually. And the Wishard household. So if you didn't know, and if you didn't know uh, Kelly, then um, Kelly is uh, not only the extraordinary leader of uh, uh, CareNet, uh, that is run every Tuesday and Friday, um, open to the public on Tuesday for emergency food relief, but Kelly is also the amazing wife of Samuel L. Wishart, who yes. often uh, is uh, leading worship and is also our uh, music director, and of your two beautiful children. Aaliyah and Jack. Aaliyah and Jack, of which Friday night at Youth, we saw some amazing work that Jack did. That was good fun, yes. Jackson prepared a little bit of a TikTok for our family fun event, and he did a super, super job. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And and uh, there were all sorts of fun and crazy things going on. I especially like the blindfolded being led around Did you like the that? house to the item. We yeah. did a blindfolded scavenger hunt. Yeah. Nobody got broken that wasn't already broken. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's, that is awesome. I especially like the large Freddo. Was it a Freddo that was... I think that was Kermit. Kermit. Yes. Kermit, Kermit. That was Kermit. Scott cracked out a huge Kermit the Frog. Who has a Kermit the there Frog? There might have been an awkward moment with Kermit too. Yeah. But shh, we're live. We're live. Sorry. We won't talk about that. No, we won't but talk no, about that. that's all good. So, um, Kelly, some of your qualifications is that mm. you do have a degree in youth work. I do. You have recently completed a family mediation uh, course as well. Which, yes. Which I'm sure that was pretty tough. Was it? Did you find that challenging? And I actually did that online as well. So it was video. It was a video course. But you know what? The present the pre, the presenter Scott Dutton was the presenter, and wow. he did an incredible job of engaging his course online. It was online. brilliant. Yeah, far I out, stole right. some of his. Um, techniques to run youth actually come on yeah no thanks scott well thanks mr dutton and so um you're also currently working in youth homelessness and uh also working in family reconciliation of course yes. which is man that just must be a really tough area at the moment and it's all online is that you yes. how, how are you how are you functioning in that all of our uh, all of our support at the moment is remote it is all mm. like on phone calls a lot of phone calls um the young people don't tend to love to be on a video chat with their workouts it's, you know, no. it's not really cool but uh yeah in the past we could go out and meet these young people these very vulnerable young people in the community in the mm. community but right now it's all sitting at my dinner table <laughs> what was that all at the dinner table yeah well, it's uh, it's all fun. So today we're actually going to be talking about um, mental health for uh, youth, for families, and uh, and we are going to be talking about um, talking about things like we're hoping to cover things like communication, resilience. I'm going to rattle off a whole stack of words that hopefully you'll hear throughout all of this uh, capacity. Um, intentional living. I love intentional living because mm. 
that uh, we tend to operate in default uh, at home. Um, and uh, we're talking, yeah, so largely about uh, communication. But Kel, let's dive right into it. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to get a lot out of today. And uh, I'm going to get a lot out of today simply because um, uh, we have, um, we, I have a teenager now. You do. Who Shiloh has just turned at the wonderful age of 13. Hello, beautiful. Um, Hi, Shiloh. Working out which camera to look at. I don't know. Um, and, uh, and, um, and, you know, there's, there's changes going on. She's not six anymore. Let's not embarrass her. No, I know. Yeah. But, but it's a father's prerogative too, uh, isn't it? No, it's not. No. Um, I can embarrass Josh maybe. Josh might be happy to be embarrassed a little See more. See how I just intervened then, Shyla? You can thank me later. Yeah. Qualifications of a youth worker. So, um, um, so you know, the first thing that we want to sort of talk about is under the heading of developing adolescence. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think that we're always developing right throughout our adulthood. Mm. But... Teenagers especially are developing uniquely, of course. Kick us off with that. Let us know what you'd like to share. Well, there is a lot going on for... Now, if we're talking about purely the physical and neurological development of a young person, um, there's a lot going on, Matt. Mm. Um, and it starts with puberty. And obviously through puberty, there's a lot of physical changes to the body. And some of those can be quite confronting for the young person mm. to experience. But I think what we're going to focus on today is, is what's happening neurologically in the brain, the physical brain and the mind. And let me tell you, Young people, particularly that kind of 13 to 16 cohort, they get a bit of a rap of being a bit like, <laughs> you know, has, has Shyla, no, has any young person, not Shyla, not you, has, it answered you like that? I don't know. There's a bit of that going on, isn't there? Yeah, the, the, look, there is a bit of, yeah. of, of that going on. It's like a parent's worst frustration is, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like teenagers are really good at telling you what they're not. How was your day? Not bad. Yeah. Or, right. or, I don't know. What, 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 what did you do today? Nothing. Nothing. You know, was yeah. it a good day? Uh, you know, all of that. So, yeah. So, on. look, there is actually a biological um, reason for this. Your young person is not being disrespectful. They are not being lazy. They're not, they're not shutting off from relationship with you, okay? Mm. Your young person's brain is actually remodeling itself. So, what happens in puberty and in the adolescent brain is the brain has this massive overhaul that starts at the back and works its way to the front. Now, you're going to love this. The last thing to get remodeled in the adolescent brain is the prefrontal cortex. And guess what that's responsible for? You're going to uh, love it. I don't know. Decision making, <laughs> planning, forward thinking about consequences, problem solving and impulse control okay i got it i gotta say kelly it's the as last well. thing like, to get done we've all been through it though we right? have, <laughs> right, okay. we have. Just, just it's the last thing to get done and so for that reason your adolescent's brain and i'm talking physical stuff so they can't like they can't really help themselves sometimes right um that their brain will more make decisions in the um i'm not very good at saying this word the amygdala 
Okay, and that the amygdala is actually responsible for emotions and impulses and instinctive behavior. And a young person's brain that is quite volatile because what's happening is it's shedding neurological pathways that are no longer needed and it's strengthening other neurological pathways to set the foundation for the adult brain, mm. which leads to adult living, independence, character, mm. values, all of mm. that. Okay, mm. so when your young person Sometimes your young person is going to seem like, oh, that was really mature what you just said. And sometimes your young person is going to be like, what is happening right now? Okay. And some of this is to do with the physical structure of mm. the brain mm. and the fact that 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 frontal brain is the last to develop, mm. which is super unhelpful. Mm. And they can actually revert into that part of the brain to make decisions and respond mm. according to impulses, instinct mm. and emotions, which mm. we know is not a brilliant way mm. to respond often. So, I mean, we've talked about like the, the physio physiological and the psychological changes and what's chemically happening. Mm. What sort of stress does that create on a young person? Does, are they even aware it's happening? Look, I mean, I don't think that young people are aware of the neurology of their brain, you know, because I think probably a lot of adults are not aware of the neurological changes in the brain, right? But but young people are aware when their their emotions are big and they're impacting their setting and the relationships around them. I think young people are aware of that. But mm. let's be honest, and I think, let's get real, I think even some women can can understand what impact hormones can have on you mm. and and the way it affects your behavior and how you respond mm. and you know you know that oh this is not how i want to treat my mm. partner or my young my child you know mm. and i think the same i think there are uh, young people that they know they go into that quiet place and they go this is not how i want to treat my parents but oh but unlike an adult a young person hasn't necessarily fully developed mm -hmm. the the strategies to really deal with those big emotions. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say mm -hmm. that just because all of this is happening in the brain um, and happening in their hormones and in their emotions and how they're presenting, it doesn't mean that then we go, oh, your brain's a mess and your hormonal, let's just back off. No, because the whole thing about the remodeling of the brain is to reinforce and strengthen positive neural pathways. So we still want to mm. be providing the right guidance and we still do want to have those conversations about, hey, your attitude's not good right now, mm. you know, mm. pull it mm. in. Mm. But we need to approach it with grace and patience and, um, and love mm. rather than irritability and anger and mm. impatience. Mm. 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 So we don't mm. just go, oh, we just leave you alone. No, we stay engaged. We help them through it. Yeah, well, I know. I know for us, uh, and well, for us as a family, and 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 the way we've processed it, we've we've tried to be more aware, and we've tried to be uh, tried. Sometimes successful. Sometimes that's it can, all you can do. Sometimes, really. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes <clears throat> it doesn't go well. But. Um, you know, let's try and explore now some, you know, strategies on way to, a way to help. I know as a parent, my default sometimes will be this extraction 
of information. It's like, I'm going to draw out the information that I'm looking for. You're going to answer me now. It's going to happen. You need to listen. It's like, <laughs> it's like the father in me just... And, and the extraction is a great word because, mm. you know, it's, it's like this. <clears throat> it's like that question, how was your day? And if you get more than a, maybe three words, I mean, you're doing pretty good. But yeah, for sometimes. us, sometimes three words... We don't feel that connection. Mm. Do we give us some strategies Look, on how I, we can? I think this came up when we were talking during the mm. week, wasn't it? The whole idea of a parent trying to extract, like, what's wrong? I think, I, I know I as a mum fall into, what's wrong? No, no, but what's wrong? Tell me, you can tell me, you, come on, tell me, you know. And sometimes the young person doesn't even know what's wrong. Sometimes I'm in a bad mood and I'm not really sure why. I mean, that's true. My, my kids are probably sitting on the couch now going, mm-hmm. Kelly, that never happens. No, well, look, maybe not to you, but it does to me. Right. But I think um, young people and being in relationship with young people, especially like parent-child relationship, mm. it's all about timing. Mm. And it's about also recognising your role as a parent and your own anxieties. I think as parents, we can carry a lot of anxieties about getting things right and, and the stakes of parenting your child feel really high. Mm. And if it goes wrong, <gasps> you know, mm. panic stations. And I think our own anxieties sometimes, I know this, maybe I'm just speaking about my own experience, but my own anxieties sometimes can cause me to really try and drill down and extract from my child, you know, what's wrong or what are you thinking or why aren't, why aren't we communicating? And the truth is that your young person doesn't always know. Mm. And, and this is why we need to stay engaged with our young people right from a, a young age, we need to create a platform in our families where it's okay to talk about things, talk about feelings, talk about what you did well, but also talk about, oh, I made this mistake today. And also um, apologise and repair relationships and things like that. You know, be vulnerable within your family, set the platform for open communication. And then when you're in the parenting, the adolescent years, just let them come to you sometimes. Yeah. Because I, the whole journey of adolescence is about a young person going from a child to an independent adult. Mm. That's what it's all about. Mm. And we all want to parent children that turn into healthy, independent, mm. successful adults, mm. happy mm. adults, right? But you've got to recognise that there's this whole messy patch in the middle called adolescence. Mm. But part of our, our parenting has to change in that when a child is small, you can very much say, you know, do this, pick up your toys, you know, eat your breakfast, mm. don't do that. You know, you can really mm. be short and sharp and, and a bit controlling and it's appropriate because they're little, right? Mm. But when you come, when your young person comes into adolescence, they need to, they need to have more power in the relationship. They need to have more control in the relationship. The days of being able to say, do it, go, are, are kind of they're ending. They're not over. Don't get excited, Jack. They're not over. <laughs> but they're ending. And so keeping that open communication where you start to talk about mm. issues, how does it make you feel? How does it make me feel when such and such happens? You, you start to model problem solving and walk through problem solving with them. And you involve them in decision making, especially around issues that directly affect them. Mm. I'm not saying you surrender all say, you're the parent. And sometimes mm. it is appropriate for a parent to make a decision. And, you know, and that's the decision. But 
wherever it's possible, allow your young person to be part of the decisions that affect mm. them because it's great modelling for adult life. I think it's so important that you said, you know, that, that you know, uh, our, our, our kids are always our kids. Always. They're always our kids, no matter how old. You know, I am still the son of Bill and Robin Wyatt, you know, always, always, forever. But at the same time, um, I think we tend to always see our kids as kids, as opposed to what you said, the goal is to um, raise an independent, mm. think on themselves, streetwise, safe, make good choices, have a little bit of wisdom, be free to make some mistakes, adult. I think right. so. Yeah. Well, that's my goal. That's the goal anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So, you know, so, I mean, a lot of that is about communication and obviously mm. communication is a two-way street. Absolutely. Communication, um, how, to, how to discuss things, what to discuss and what not to discuss at the right time to discuss. As a man, I'm awful in timing Timing's not my forte. Mm. I want to do it when I want to do it. Help us out here with some skills or tools of communication. Oh, communication. How to talk. Look, I think Brene Brown talks a lot about vulnerability. Okay. Yeah. And I think in, in true healthy communication, there, especially with those that are nearest and dearest with you, like you don't want to be vulnerable with everyone. That's sure. silly, right? But with your family and your close friends, effective communication does have a recognition that I don't always get it right. Mm. And you don't always get it right. Mm. And we're going to be generous in how we interpret the other person's behavior. Mm. Um, and, and we're going to acknowledge our mistakes we're going to try and apologize try and make it better and move forward all through my career working with young people and or when you work with young people you can't not work with families right mm. because ideally every young person would be within a family and the concept of relational fracture and repair was key and and I, I used to go, I used to do these secondary consults and listen to a, a particular psychologist regularly. And he would always say that the key is that, that all relationships will fracture at some point. Not fracture as in bust up, but like cracks, yeah? Mm, mm. And healthy relationships will come back to repair. So the, the goal is not to ever have conflict. The goal is to always repair conflict. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, and to do that, I think it starts from a really young age. Mm. Um, we need to have good language around um, emotions. Have, uh, helping a young person to be able to identify what emotion they're feeling, and and the impact it's having on their their decisions and their feelings and even their body sometimes, mm. Mm. Um, is a really important tool for mm. for healthy adults mm, so mm. talking with young people about you know even children you know oh you you seem like you're sad mm. you know or mm. um oh you've got a tummy ache maybe you're nervous about school mm. you know do you mm. you know labeling those feelings and talking about them so that that's a tool in communication i think is really important mm. um and and just time you know mm. i think that there is an art to communication and we really need to be intentional in setting aside um, or being present enough to be able to 
really engage with someone. You know, put your phone down. Don't try and read a book at the same time. Now, young people don't always love to engage really intensely, okay? So a great way to engage with young people is in the car where oh, yes, they're not yeah. looking at you. You know, you can kind of, how's your day? And, and you they know, can't escape. They, they all, yeah, look, I mean, that's good too. That's good, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, in the car or even while you're cooking dinner, you know, but you're still, you're listening. You're not doing something like you're on your phone. You're not doing some other form of communication at the same time, mm. but you're cooking or something, involving them, keep them close, mm. you know, mm. involve mm. them, but also let them wander, <laughs> you know, keep them close, but don't suffocate them. Yeah. 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 yeah got it. Um, at the moment in isolation, uh, I know that, um, you know, a big part of being a teenager is expanding and experiencing different relationships yeah. and uh, developing those relationships and friends that's in, in school, in a sporting team, in an extracurricular activity and all of those sorts of things. And that's part of a normal, healthy life. Right now, it's just gotten chopped for most of this year. So tough. Oh, how, um, how help us parents a little bit in terms of, you know, um, um, it, what impact is, what impact, give us some insight into what impact this sort of isolation would have on a teenager. Look, adolescence is all about, and the brain is actually seeking new experiences. Mm. It's seeking new ways of doing things, new people, new concepts, right? Mm. And in lockdown, that's really hard. Mm. And families are struggling. Like there are some hardships that families are facing right now that they've never had to face. Mm. The loss mm. of income, loss of employment, uh, the uncertainty about how to pay the bills, the mm. concern around extended family and not being able to mm. reach mm. out or, you know, trips being cancelled. So mm. parents are experiencing a lot of loss. Mm. But we have to remember that young people are also experiencing a lot of loss. Mm. So the loss of um, contact with friends, the loss of sitting in school, the loss of uh, engaging in sport, going mm. to the movies, um, all those expressions of fun and social connection that young people mm. so much enjoy and really need, they've mm. lost. Mm. Okay, so mm. without getting all like sad about it, we don't want to focus on that, but we have to remember that although it might seem like paying the mortgage is more important. Like our problems right. seem huge. Yep. We have to remember that the loss that our young people are experiencing is probably, maybe, the biggest loss they've ever experienced. Mm. And so shifting it into the context of the young person's experience and how they might feel about what's going on right now, you have to separate it. Comparative mm. hardship and like comparing my feelings about lockdown to your feelings about lockdown, you know, mm. like, oh, mm. I've lost my job. I know you haven't, but just say you've lost your job. So it's harder mm. for you, mm. not me. doesn't help. Comparative suffering is not good. And so parents comparing their issues to young people's issues it's not helpful mm. because the young person's issues are the biggest issues that the young person is facing. To them themselves. Yeah. To them. Yeah, right. So I think we need, it, it's helpful to think about your young person's, what mm. they've lost right now. And then 
you know, you might want to ask them some open questions about how are you feeling? Mm. I know this is really hard, you know, try mm. and shelve your big adult concerns right now because mm. we don't want our young people to shoulder our financial concerns and adult concerns. We don't want mm. that. And mm. just, you know, have a chat, just, just gentle. Mm. How are you feeling about everything that's going on at the moment? If mm. they give you nothing, that's okay, right? <laughs> All right, they're not ready to talk about it, but you might be able to come back to it. Um, yeah. But I think we need to remember that they're in this too. Yeah. You know? And I realised the other day that my son hadn't been out of the house for, well, lockdown. You know, right, I get to come wow. to CareNet and <laughs> Sam gets to go to work sometimes. But my, but my son and my daughter, they don't yeah. get to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's really hard. Yeah, we took our first, like, first the four of us family trip because you're allowed to travel to go and exercise yeah. like you're allowed within your five kilometer radius you, you go and anyway we went down to uh warrandite and uh which is around the sort of the corner from where we are and uh and the kids said it feels like we're going on a holiday <laughs> <laughs> mate the supermarket feels like yeah. a holiday at the moment <laughs> it feels like we're going to the beach you know <laughs> like, oh, oh boy so i i totally <laughs> totally hear it it's like everything's sort of shut down um as a, as a father, I heard a statistic many years ago, so it may not be entirely accurate at the moment, but, but it is certainly thought-provoking, is that um, uh, the statistic was that um, most fathers each day will only, will only spend on average about four minutes with their child each day. Uh, and uh, of quality time, that is. You know, they might be present, they might be at home, but they're busy doing something, phone calls, emails, whatever it might be, right? Uh, and, um, and so, you know, spending time for me is, is I mean, I, I long to spend time with my kids mm. uh, and to be able to spend time, it's, it's got to feel like it's spent. It's like if I give you a, th if I pay a thousand dollars for something, well then that thousand dollars is spent. Mm. And yet when I spend time, I, I'm investing that time into, in, into our kids. So do you think that that would open up more communication, inclined to open up more communication from, from your, your child in terms of going through that hardship? Yeah, look, I, I'm sure that if you're a very engaged parent, then yeah, you know, yeah. like um, that will definitely help because hopefully through all those positive experiences and all that time invested into your young person, um, if the rubber ever hits the road and they really do need help, then they can come to you, mm, you know. Mm. I read an article um, oh, probably a few years ago that was encouraging parents to go to their child and say, what do you want to do today? And just say, but get, put some framework around it because mm, mm. We, we don't have a lot of energy at the moment, yeah? <laughs> but, and sometimes maybe even outside of lockdown, we don't have a lot of energy. It's very easy to get wrapped up in adult life, yeah. but just say, okay, 20 minutes, what do you want to do? And just do it, mm, 20 minutes, mm, you know? Mm, maybe mm. it's draw, maybe it's, maybe it's watch a show together, maybe it's play Fortnite you know, right. but just do it for 20 minutes. Um, 
put the time frame around it so everyone knows how long it's going to go for and the expectation mm. and then, you know, thank them for it at the end. I really enjoyed spending that time with you. Thank you. Mm. Um, mm. Looking for opportunities to be together at the moment is really important. And it's empowering them to make a choice and obviously... Yeah, yeah and, and when they're ready as well, there's nothing worse than somebody entering into your sphere and demanding your time and attention right. and energy yeah. right now is there even yeah. if it's nice yeah even yeah. if it's like come on let's go for a walk <laughs> and you're like oh. yeah. there's nothing worse than being abruptly interrupted and yeah well no there's plenty of things worse but it, it's i don't like it and we do it to our kids, don't we? Yep. We really do. We don't like it. No, we don't like it. We don't like to be told, stop and Stop what you're on. doing right now. Yeah. And, yeah. But we yeah. do it to our kids. Yep. And I think you can do it to children. But when you get to adolescence, that type of stuff's going to cause uh, a little bit of kickback. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe a yeah. strategy would be, in 10 minutes... Do you reckon we could do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, we we started off by talking about communication, and so so um, uh, that you've just given us a great key on on uh, not only just how to communicate, but be more aware of what we communicate, and 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 of course how we do it. <laughs> Give us some tools on what you think. Um, you know, when communication breaks down, I love what you said that the psychologist said is that every relationship fractures. It's mm. about a healthy one will come back together and, and there'll be that mending. Communication's got such a great deal to do with it. Yeah. Give us some tools on perhaps, you know, what, what can we do as parents if communication breaks down? Look, another thing that this psychologist said as well is the difference between a reaction and a response is about three to five seconds. Mm, mm. If you are in a tense moment mm. and the feelings are high, and let's not lie, it's not just the young person's feelings that are big, mm. it's the adult's feelings too. Um, if you are in a tense moment, if you just give yourself three to five extra seconds, you will respond better rather than erupt or react, okay? And that's even biblical because... In um, James 1.19, it says, mm. be quick to listen and mm. slow to speak and slow to anger. But mm. I don't think we can be slow to anger if we're quick to speak. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes my first response is anger. <laughs> but just give it three to five seconds yeah, wow. and listen and think, what's going on here? Then yeah. respond Hopefully your patience will kick in. And to be honest, if your patience is not kicking in after five seconds, just, you know, if you have to stop some behavior, stop it. But just create space, you mm, know, to, mm, to respond mm, appropriately. Mm. Um, because intense communication and conflict is not solved by conflict. Yeah. Aggression yeah. doesn't resolve conflict. Mm, mm, um, mm. So that, that's one strategy, mm. I would say. Mm. And I think as well, I, I think we're not going to get it right. None of us are going to get it right all the time. And being willing to come back to your partner or your young person, your children, and say, guys, I was feeling really, like, angry just then, and I'm, I'm sorry that I said that. Mm. Um, I felt like this. 
but uh, but I wish I didn't respond like that, you know. Mm. And then talk about the issue. Don't don't let your apology negate that there was an issue. Mm. But when you're calm and centered, then explore that issue. There's mm. not a lot of things other than safety things that have to be dealt with immediately. Mm. Mm. You know? Mm. Mm. So sometimes we're just better to come back to it. Calm it down and calm come back. it down. Take it down a notch or two. <clears throat> and you'll be better at that, hopefully, than mm. your young person. Mm. Don't mm. expect your young person to be good at that just yet. Mm. You want to mm. teach it to them, mm. but the expectation that they will get that right mm. uh, at a young age is Rare. is not a fair expectation. Sure. Because we still struggle with it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, uh, I, my parents used to always say to me, don't create a rod for your own back. And, uh, and uh, I think, you know, we've all made parenting mistakes that if we had our time again, we would adjust if we could do it again, right? Um, uh, you said something that we, that when we were earlier discussing that you said, you know, do parenting early. In relation to adolescence and obviously helping young adults and uh, youth through this season and through this process, what are some things that you think that, you know, do early, get, get, get these habits in place early? Yeah. Look, obviously my children are 10 and 12, so I've only been parenting mm. like for 12 years and mm. I haven't parented a young adult or a, a full you know, adolescent teenager just yet. But what I have done is I, I was, um, I did work in residential care and I worked with a lot of young people. I lived with them. Um, that residential care is for young people that can't live with their families and they live in community houses and workers come in and, and work with them. Mm. And I, I did a lot of that work when I was a new worker. And um, when I had my own children, I guess I'd had an exposure of some pretty full on experiences. Mm. Like mm. I'm mm. hoping that my young, my children don't do some of the things that those young people did, right. but um, but it really made me think coming into um, my own parenting journey about what do I need to do now when my child is a toddler or a mm. child, a small child. What do I need to do now to set the platform for adolescence? What are my mm. not negotiables? What pitfalls could I fall into? Now, I, I was thinking all of that because I've done a lot of training, mm. I've done a lot of secondary consults, and I've worked with a lot of families and a lot of young people. But if, and, and please don't feel like if you haven't done these things and you have a teenager, like it's not all over Red Rover, but if you have a small child, I think some like clear boundaries around what's appropriate, especially with um, screen time and devices. So in our family, we from a very young age have a few rules set up um, that devices don't go into the bedrooms. Oh yes, yep. We don't have, um, we don't allow the kids to take their iPads. They don't have phones just yet, but that's in our very near future. But you know, don't no- Don't get excited, Jack. Yeah, no. calm down. Yeah. Um, but no iPhones, iPhones don't live in the bedroom iPads don't live in the bedroom, laptops, all of those things, they don't live in the bedroom mm. because that's an open communication door to anyone. Mm. Okay, so we don't do that. Uh, un within reason, like if your kid's sure. sick and they want to watch a movie in bed, sure, you know, sure. but we have very clear, stay really connected with your young person's use of devices and social mm. media and stuff, mm. you know, and 
tell them that you're going to go through it and have a look and but mm. talk about e-safety online safety very early mm. okay because that's mm. a real trap for young people in their rooms by themselves dealing mm. with things that mm. come their way over social media and through devices so that's one thing um, another thing we've done in our family ever since young is that we have an open door policy that you can be in your room for sure but don't shut the door um, and that's you can shut your door if you get any changed sure. Right, of course, but um, and please shut the door to the toilet. But <laughs> it doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't always um, make any difference but, either. But you can't sit in your room and shut the door and be separated from the family mm. um, for a, a lengthy period of time. Yep. You know, we have an open door policy, and to me, that's just uh, a symbol of connection. That mm. that we are connected. Now, I will give my children space when they're dealing with something, but their door mm. needs to remain open, so I can just pop my head and be like, "Yeah, okay," or you know, and and so they also know that they're not alone. Mm. Don't detach yourself from me. And mm. we did that from a very young age because um, I know that in adolescence there is a tendency to want to detach mm. and oh I'll detach and be by myself mm. you know and mm. and that's not a healthy thing so mm. we just set it up from a young age yeah wow i think i love what i love what um ephesians 3 verses 17 and mm -hmm. 18 it talks about it talks about um uh, our roots roots grow deep and so obviously that's the picture of a plant it's a picture of a tree and that a healthy tree its roots will always go where the water is they'll always go deep so that as the tree grows tall it doesn't get easily swayed around <clears throat> i think for all of our lives is that you know whatever root we're cultivating whatever whatever we're promoting whatever we're focusing upon is that that is a root if we're always focusing if we're always angry well then that root that that is going to be a root of anger in our lives if that is um, if that is uh, disconnection well that is always going to be a root that will go throughout all of our life and into our adult relationships as well um, what are some areas um, of those good roots, those Ephesians 3 um, roots um, that, you know, we can promote connection in our, in our youth and young adults. How do we promote connection in that way? Well, I guess, um, like you said before, being intentional about mm. being, spending time together and being present, you know, yep. listening, like really listening to the young person's experiences and, and you know, open, asking open-ended questions yep. is a really good um, communication tool. So the difference between an open-ended question and a closed question is a closed question just requires a one-word response. Yes, yes no, no, maybe. <laughs> and you might get those from young people anyway. even with <laughs> open-ended questions. But an open-ended question invites um, the, the person that's answering it uh, to kind of express themselves more. Great. You know, yeah, yeah, How yeah. do you feel about? Yes. How are you feeling? What are your thoughts on? Yes. Um, what did you think was going to happen when you did that? Yes. <laughs> so I think that some of those tools and listening for the response and being able to quiet that inner voice that is thinking about the next question while the person is answering. Mm, mm, it is okay mm. to quiet your mind and really listen to what the young person says. And sometimes I'll even repeat it in my head. 
I'll repeat what they're saying in my head just so I can really hear what they're saying. Mm. And then afterwards, it's okay. you don't have to answer straight away. It's okay mm. for there to be a, mm. Mm. right, mm. and then this, you know, and you might want to say, so does that mean you feel like this? Mm. You know, keep it, keep it going with what they're saying. Don't mm. try and put your own layer on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to promote connection, would you say that I, you know, talking about their, when I say their true identity, there's a lot of voices in the world that would try to shape, mould, influence mm. a young person's identity and how they feel about themselves. Yeah. How do you promote, pr- pr- promote? How do you promote connection in, in, uh, in their identity? Look, I think that you need to be giving those messages of your, you know, you're worthy, you're, mm. you're made with a purpose, you're, you know, all of mm. those identity messages, they need to come young. Young, yeah. Yeah, because they need to be tried and tested mm. in adolescence. Mm. Um, and adolescence is a time for the, them young people to kind of hold everything they've been taught and mm. then look at it and go, is this what I believe? Mm. Is this what I'm going to run with in my mm. adult life? Mm. And we have to allow them to do that because you don't want young people to just grow up going, my parents said this or the church said this. And it, that's a shallow thing. You know, they need to come to a point where they have the space to look at it and go, is this for me? Mm. Is this mm. true? Mm you know, um, and, and kind of start to hear, hear them talk about how, what they're identifying with and as and, and all. But I mean, I guess the, about worth and that you're loved and that you're safe in your family and that we're here for you, that all has to happen young, Mm, mm, you know? Um, mm. and I think for a lot of the families that does happen young, um, and it gets tried. And then I think, Honestly, to preserve good communication and connection in adolescence, in families with adolescence, patience mm. and the ability to hold your own anxieties for a moment whilst mm. they go and try something new. Even if you're like, they're gonna fail. Or, you know, like, just let them fail. Mm. Let them, let, I mean, don't, don't let them do anything really mm. dangerous, like, mm. you know, but, but you know, you have to be able to hold that parent anxious voice back and and then let them come back to you mm. and talk about it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And and I think a really good way to stop communication is to be that reactive parent that comes out like their their anxiety or their um anger or irritability just comes yeah. straight away. That's yeah. um that's not that's not the person I would want to talk to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it's really hard. We've had some really tense moments in lockdown at the moment. We're feeling, you know, but yeah. but in our tense moments, we try and say, I'm feeling irrational right now. I'm, you know, and actually between us, for, for those families that are, um, have two parents in the household, I know that not everybody has that, but two adults in the household, that's when you might want to say, Hey, for me, Sam, Sam, I'm not going to deal with this well. You, you, please do this. Yes, it's yeah. really hard when you're both feeling low. Yes. Um, but try and recognize where you're at. Yes. And yes. 
go from there. Yeah, wow. I, I re- re- recall the uh, the time and the moment that uh, we as a family were at a festival at Apollo Bay. And uh, and I remember Shyla, who's so courageous. Like she's she sees a ride and it's like, oh, I want to go on that. Yes. I want to adventure and conquer the world, of, of which she she does and will. But um, I, I remember she was much younger than she was now, and she you know she was going to go on this ride on her own. And I'm talking about it was like a a big ride. It was a big that, one. It was anyway, one that you would have sent me on with her if I was correct. there. Correct. Yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. That's right. And. Uh, and uh, anyway, she went on and I re- still remember watching it and we've actually got video of it as well. <laughs> One day we'll, I'll share it. But here is this video of, of, of my little girl on this big ride and it starts moving and there's, the, her face goes from joy to terror <laughs> to joy and then more joy, right? You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like a bit like that as a parent, yeah. as we sit back and we watch our kids and we and we go, go for it. You're good, you're loved. Um, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, <laughs> for God knows the plans over your life, plans to prosper you, plans, he, your future is assured. And here I am being irresponsible parent, letting them go on this crazy ride. You know That's what I mean? not irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think sometimes, you know, the heartstrings are really, you know, tugged and mm-hmm. they're really, really pulled. And, um, and uh, you know, uh, I, I love, you know, if you're a young person and, and you're listening to this and watching this, um, we're not talking about you. We're talking to you as well. Um, 1 Timothy uh, uh, verses 4 and 12, it says, don't anybody, don't look, don't allow your your youthfulness to be looked down on. That's Paul writing to a very young Timothy. And he says, you know, don't, don't, don't be despised. Don't, don't, uh, don't be looked down upon uh, because God has great, God does have great plans for you. And God does have great things planned and in store for you. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, Kelly, I think you mentioned that uh, we'll finish up on this now, but um, that's a really key scripture. Do you want, did you want to share a little bit more about that? The love scripture. Yeah. 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 Well, look, I just want to say first, I think sometimes when we think about young people in youth groups and churches and all, we like to pull out those Jeremiah Jeremiah 29 11. We like to pull out those youth scriptures, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. But I'd like to highlight one before we talk about that. And sure. that is Psalms 119.9. And it says, how can a young man keep his ways pure by guarding it according to your word? And that to me is wisdom. Yeah. But it also says, I just want to remind all the young people that are listening that not only the youth scriptures are for you, every scripture is for you every scripture every scripture that talks about character and moving forward and hope and power and everything they're all for you not just the Mm. the youth ones you know and so i guess when matt and i were talking this week about what scriptures i would draw upon for this series what came to my mind immediately was that first corinthian scripture around love Mm. that love is patient and love is kind and Mm. it doesn't boast and it's not easily angered and it's in it for the long haul you know and it's not i think um the message says it's not a squeaky gate or a clanging bell so because it's not just love is not just kind of loud for attention love is deep and Mm. and it can be silent or loud but it's meaningful Mm. you know Mm. and i think that's that's a really good scripture scripture to 
to place our eyes on as parents yeah, yeah, yeah. to try and be all those things for our young person to try and be patient mm. and be kind mm. you know to you know we don't need to always boast about a young person just be there i don't know it's it's just i think if i wanted to choose a scripture that was reflective of the type of parent i hope to be it would be all of those yeah. things absolutely key mm. yeah no that's fantastic kel thanks so much for joining in before we go what are a couple of resources that you as parents that you know we could use or maybe some resources that uh, even our young people could uh, go to if they wanted to draw it upon draw yeah upon. look there's some really great stuff obviously on the internet um if you want to know more about the what's going on in the brain yep. then the raising kids network is um I think it's raisingkids.net.au. They've got a lot of information specific about the adolescent brain and it's really easy um, information to understand it. It's good for young people to know what's going on in their bodies too. Um, I know, look, it's a very common book, Steve Budulf, Steve Budulf's book on raising boys. And then there's another one, Dana Gresh. She talks, she has a book about raising girls. It's called um, How to Keep the Little in Your Girl, yeah, I think it is. That's a really book. good mm. book for parents. Um, and then there's Rosalind Owen's things, mm. lo Love and... Love and Logic. Love and yes. Logic. Mm -hmm. So that's, they're good as well. Mm. And mm. yeah, reach out. And look, if you have a good resource, if you've come across some good information or mm. a book that's really helped you as a young person or a parent, put it in the chat because I'd love to um, have a look at it too. I, I like reading those things. Mm. And look, I lo I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. <laughs> I know, I know. But Brene Brown's work on vulnerability and talking about um, holding grief and shame and connecting with people, that's been groundbreaking for me um, and has mm. reshaped my relationships in the last few years. Mm. So you might mm. like that too. Fantastic. Well, it's just so uh, been so great to uh, explore these areas and, uh, you know, I hope that today has helped you as we've you know conversed i know i've got a lot out of it and uh and as uh you as we have conversed then um uh it's been practical enough for you to be able to apply something this week um for the young, young people and the and the youth in your world um as as a church as we go through each week and as we go through each service we um we have a team of intercessors praying and they're not not praying just for what's happening here but they're praying for you and what's going on in your world and uh and how you are tracking in your journey and so um uh one of the words that has that, that has come through is that is that jesus is aware that the world is very fearful at the moment and um and uh, so many people i i know if, if we look into the future it's an unknown future um not sure when's when what is going to happen and uh and uh, um uh, please understand that the, the the word of encouragement for you today is that jesus is already there he he is already in your future he knows the future and and i know we quoted jeremiah 29 11. he knows the plans that he has for you and uh and and that Jesus has given you authority to command that fear to go and uh, even in your future command your fear to the fear of the future to go and so even those um, who may not yet 
be walking with Jesus and you may not have prayed inviting Jesus into your life, you can actually say these words and this simple prayer. You can just close your eyes wherever you are right now and just say, Jesus, I give you my life. I need you in my life. Come into my heart right now that you would uh, be Lord of my life. And as, as you pray those words, man, that is, that is a salvation prayer. You have entered into eternal life. And so I just want to encourage you right now that, you know, you, when you've got Jesus, you don't need to be afraid of the future. You don't need to be concerned of, what's, of what is coming or what isn't coming because he already knows. He already has your future assured. He already is aware of uh, the direction of your life. So I just want to thank you so much for, for joining us today. Kelly's going to pray and uh, just uh, close today in prayer. And, uh, and uh, uh, I just thank you so much for joining. I hope it's been practical. It's great to connect today, Kelly. All right. Well, Matthew 11, 28, 30 says, Are you weary and carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me and I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Lord, I thank you that you are our breath of fresh air, that you are our springtime and, and our the blossoming flowers and, and the sunshine on our face, that you are our oasis and you offer us all of that. You offer us peace, rest and love. So Lord, I pray that um, you would strengthen all those parents